Welcome to the Out of the Basement Podcast with Devin Turak, Patrick Gleason, and Paul Sanders. And now, here's the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast. My name, as always, is Devin Turak, and today I'm joined by Patrick Gleason. Hello. And our, of course, our third chair, uh, Paul Sanders, who's joining us via Skype today. Yep. And joining us for the first time on the big mic... Dwayne. <laughs> yep. uh, so, welcome, boys. Um, hope you've had a good month since the last time we got together to do one of these. We really have to do them a little bit more frequently. We are trying to do more uh, regularly. We're doing a lot of changes. You've done a lot of changes with the page and everything. Yeah, I, I put up a post, and I think we talked about it actually on, maybe on the last podcast mm-hmm. as well. I put up a post on the, the, the our actual out of the basement.ca website about some of the cool structural changes that I've done in the background. And um, we're adding a couple more categories with uh, eternal vigilance and notice integrations to live play uh, shows that we're adding to our network. Uh, the first one deals with the Warhammer 40K universe. And we're both of these are actually going to be video podcasts. Yes. So they're going to be uh, put up on YouTube. But we're going to have the links to them on our... Out of the basement.ca website. Yes. No, that'll be coming out hopefully in the next before the next month is up, before the next session. Uh, well, then the, my, the, not. Yeah, well, I meant the, the first Eternal Vigilance one. Right. Uh, which we'll, we've already talked a bit about. We can go into more later on. Hmm. For, uh, okay, for, but first, let's start off with our now month in the hobby. What have you guys been up to? Pat, you go first. Uh, actually, I haven't been that much because of get, getting ready for the Dark Heresy game and everything. I've been reading the Dark Heresy Rogue Trader. Uh, only War Rules and eventually Death Watch as well. So that's mostly stuff I've been doing. I uh, started watching the Stranger Things, or which I talked about mm-hmm. last time. Try and get through again more Jessica Jones. I really enjoy it, but yes, it is a very dark <laughs> and hard to get through series. The, I didn't see any of the uh, uh, Luke Cage thing, which you were talking about. Luke Cage just yeah, uh, to be started fair, yesterday. dropped yesterday. Yeah. Dropped yesterday, but we know Defrom. Hey, listen, I've already managed to get through three episodes. Yeah. Normally, if 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 this had, if I had been watching it on my own, I actually would have gone through eight to ten episodes before we got here today. Yeah. Possibly the entire thing. Uh, other than that, not for much going on for gaming besides, like I said, getting ready for that the big uh, session with the campaign for Dark Heresy right. and movies. Not too much either. So unfortunately, I'm pretty boring. Yeah, there, unfortunately, there hasn't been any good movies out since the last time we yeah. got together. Well, I wanted, I didn't want to go see. I'm sorry, Magnificent Seven. I'll watch when it comes out on, on Netflix or whatever. Right. But I didn't want to go see the see it in movie because yeah, like, yeah. I enjoyed the original. There's no need to again remake it. I've actually never seen either one of the originals of that one. I haven't seen Kurosawa's Seven Samurai. So that was oh a, my that's God. A, that's brilliant. Brilliant. I've heard, I've heard, but I haven't seen it. Um, I haven't seen the uh, Brenner Brenner version of Again, another great one. And I mean, different style. I mean, yes, there's the the Seven Samurai is an excellent movie, different style than mm. the Seven Magnificent Seven. Believe believe it or not, uh, DC Comics did an Elseworlds, where it basically had the Justice League as the Magnificent Seven. Really? Okay. <laughs> but that you've seen. Yeah. Uh, I've read. Yeah. I've read. I own it. It's in a long box somewhere. But uh, entertaining comic book. Yeah. Uh, Paul, you haven't been into too much new, have you? Uh, no, mostly a lot of what I've been just is trying to come up with ideas for uh, for the podcast stuff that we're doing now, and yeah. uh, 
just work, lots of work, so much work. <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne, what about you? Well, um, I've been. I took some vacation time in August, and that unfortunately ended up interfering with uh, our every second Wednesday DD third end. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, original founder of of the podcast, Mr. Ramsoy, right. he's running that. Uh, but we got back to that um, a few weeks ago. Uh, last session was just last Wednesday, and that uh, it's been fun. But unfortunately, last Wednesday didn't go terribly well for me. And that, as my character died. Yes, again, again. <laughs> so the first time, to- the first time around, um, he'd been petrified. Uh, party arranged to get a stone to flush spell cast on him. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that you have to make a fortitude save to survive having stone to flush cast upon you. Really? Yep. And my character's fortitude save bonus is plus two. Mm-hmm. So that didn't work. Uh, Wednesday night, we were up against this weird outsider that would animate dead bodies and we destroyed the body it was using and it popped out and at random I mean we rolled off on this and I was the lucky one <laughs> uh, at random he hit my guy with a phantasmal killer spell Okay, and then it took over so your no I well I failed the will save and then I failed the fort save and died, and yes, he took over the corpse. Nice. So uh, the party reduced the character's head to a stain on the floor. <laughs> That's one of the only ways to stop it. The fight is still ongoing. The fight will be continuing wow. in the next session, a week from Wednesday. And that. So, but I'm bringing in a new character. Uh, there's no money to get my guy raised again. It's a minimum five thousand gold don't have that kind of money. Right. And I just, I'd only just worked my way. This is my first session getting back to 8th level after being dumped down to 7th by dying. Okay. First session back is 8th and I die again. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not doing that. So I had some backup characters and in order to keep some capability with the party, I decided to uh, go with a ninja. Ooh. And so, uh, I'm bringing Kasugi the ninja. I'm not sure if you guys recognize the tribute there, but uh, ever seen Enter the Ninja? No. No. Really? I would have expected you would. Oh, wait, I did see it. A very violent, bloody movie, isn't it? Yes, over-the-top violence, yes. Um, Stars a Japanese actor by the name of Sho Kasugi. Okay. So that's the only thing that he's known for in North America, so... I suck with names, so I tribute a name I don't Okay. But, um, so that's that. Uh, we're on a bit of a break from my Savage Worlds campaign. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, just uh, the... I mentioned it on the podcast before. This is the one that I play remotely through the Roll20 website. Yep. And a lot of fun, but, uh, you know... Go figure, the storyteller has actual stuff to do in real life, including, well, one potential weekend there was actually a con in Yellowknife, so he was going to go to that. Nice. So, uh, 
I think we're getting back to that uh, October 28th. So it's always off, off of a distance, yeah. but uh, looking forward to getting back to that again. Uh, on the movie side of things, there's a ton of stuff that I would love to see, but uh, haven't had a chance. I was hoping to get out to see either Star Trek or Jason Bourne last night. Both really good movies. But Bourne, a little, I don't know, I'm getting kind of bored with it. Yeah, yeah. but unfortunately, uh, my wife ended up getting busy with some of her business stuff and that, and so didn't make it out to that. Right. Um, and that, so I might try to go see Star Trek on Tuesday, since it's, it's still worth it. in theater. Yeah, Star Trek yes. was fun. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, it was good. I've, of, of everything that's out currently, that's still in theater currently, I'd like to see that. I'm a little bit, to be honest, I'm a little bit surprised that it's still in theater. Right. It's been out for quite a while. But, uh, yeah, late May, maybe? Early June? Yeah, I think yeah it's, been out it's been a few months. It's been out a long time. But, uh, yeah. So, television, and a little. A little more active with that. Um, I haven't made any progress on the Marvel Netflix stuff. Um, I've said it before. I'm on the third episode of Jessica Jones. Right. And I've you're still never there. gotten back to it. <laughs> um, I will. Like it's not bothering me too much or anything like that. It's, it's definitely a dark show, mm -hmm. but you know, I don't. I don't really have an issue with it. It's just kind of finding the time. I have found the time, though, to watch uh, the Young Justice uh, cartoon show from a few years back. Uh, cartoon Network, I think, did it um, for two seasons. And that's uh, really, really quite good. And it's just a little easier, I find, to fit in like a 22-minute cartoon show sure. as opposed to like a, you know, close to hour-long because of no commercials, Netflix yeah. drama. And that's the kind of thing you can watch with your daughter, too. Whereas you would not yeah. want to subject her <laughs> to Jessica Jones. No, not going to happen. Not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah. And meanwhile, of course, it's the new fall season. Right. So things are starting up. Um, Blind Spot has started up again. Uh, Jamie Alexander, the lead on that, she plays Sif. Thor movies uh, was uh, Jesse XX on the old Kyle XY show mm. uh, and that I've been a fan of hers a long time and it's really quite an excellent excellent show I was, I was saying on online the other day uh, where she's like a kick ass child soldier special ops amnesiac triple agent <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, so um, so that's really quite good. Uh, they've done a revival of MacGyver. Yeah. Believe it or not. Oh, yeah. yeah, really? Um, I saw yeah, the first they, episode. Yeah. Wasn't that called MacGruber? No, uh, no that's <laughs> yeah. the parody. No, they, they, they re they're redoing that's, MacGyver. Yep, that's the parody. This is the remake. Um, it was all right. Yeah. Uh, it was good enough that... Uh, well, I taped the second episode last night. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but uh, uh, looking forward to that. Um, coming up next week, uh, the CW starts its uh, DC Superior Universe shows, or the Berlantiverse, as uh, some people refer to it online. Yep. So next Tuesday, The Flash Season 3 starts up with the Flashpoint storyline. 
because Barry Allen changed time. The very last episode of season two. Wait, I, I just. Oh, finally, I'm sorry. I, I figured that by the time the summer was over, you would have seen it by now. I, I, I own. I now have my physical copy of Flash season two waiting. Okay. I just haven't had time to watch it. Oh, all right, all right. I figured you would have gotten it. Oh, no, I too many spoilers. No, I'm kidding. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, Next week's what? The third week of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well? Yeah, I've, oh, yeah I've been watching that. I've been really enjoying that. So um, that's Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D. season four, right? Yeah. yeah. They've moved it to 10 o'clock in the States. And yeah. there is a definite difference. It's I'm, just, it's confusing me because they brought Ghost Rider into it. Yeah. What? Nicolas like, Cage? Yeah. No, no. Ghost Rider. Um, Marvel um, is part of their all new, all different oh, yeah. stuff of a couple of years ago, brought yeah. in a new version of the Ghost Rider. Okay. Um, a character named Robbie Reyes. Um, he does not ride a motorcycle. Sure, he why would a Ghost Rider ride a motorcycle? Why wouldn't he? He instead he rides a souped-up uh, Dodge Charger. Auto. I think it is. Yeah, Dodge Charger. That's a driver. It's the Ghost Driver, not yes. the Ghost Rider. I, I know. I know. Dangerous. Just go with it. Um, I've read uh, the series only lasted for twelve issues. Mm-hmm. So I read it. I think we know why. Um, it was actually <laughs> quite good. Okay. Uh, Robbie Reyes um, is not possessed by Zarathos. He's actually kind of in the partnership with essentially the ghost of a serial killer um, who's now a current resident but they kind of fight for control back and forth Okay, and that with Ray's coming on top most of the time um, but it was, a, it was a good 12 issue series and yes they brought him in on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. and that and so it's really quite interesting. This whole season is looking like it's going to take a bit of a mystical bent, which isn't terribly surprising when you think yeah. that November is Doctor Strange. Yeah, can't believe we're only a month away from it. And that's crazy. So it's interesting. It's it's been entertaining so far. Um, and that uh, there's a new director of Shield. Uh, you'll find it interesting when you meet him. <laughs> I'm looking forward to finding out more about him. Uh, he was not what I expected when they f- they were like foreshadowing something really mm-hmm. you you know it's like mis- mystery and terrible and everything, and then you meet the guy, you're like, what? Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> he's uh, like that's not what I expected. Yeah, no, um, he's played by an actor named Jason O'Mara and stuff. Uh, O'Mara apparently is Irish, but is doing an American accent for the show. Okay. And that. Yeah. Um, and we'll we'll see how we'll see how things go. Unfortunately, I can't talk too much about it without getting into spoilers. Right. And that. But um, I think it's it's looking like a strong season. And uh, so next week, as well as the start of Arrow, I'll be honest, I didn't actually finish last season of Arrow. Wow. That, uh, it, it, um, it, I'm not sure how to describe how it finished. I, w- I don't know if it finished strong. There was, it felt like they left a lot yeah. sort of unanswered. It didn't yeah. seem to me like uh, it just it finished. It finished as well as it started. You know, yeah, it just f- fell so far down the priority list as far as watching stuff, and then I somehow managed to not 
tape an episode and the annoying thing was that it was um, guest starring Vixen. Okay. Uh, they've given Vixen her own cartoon on CW Seed and they brought in the actress who does the voice, uh, mm. Megan Elwanchik or something like that. Uh, she was she was on a uh, show called The 4400, which I really, really liked a number of years back. Um, and they based the appearance of the character on her, and they brought her in to play live action um, on Arrow, okay. and I missed that. And after a while, I just said, I had to heck with it, I just deleted it all. I might try to pick it up again this season. Wow. But I don't know. Uh, Vixen, meanwhile, is a legacy hero. Uh, the power is passed on from mother to daughter type thing. And so an ancestor is going to be a regular on Legends of Tomorrow that starts, <laughs> the, starts the week after next. Okay. And, that, and Supergirl also starts the week after next. So once all those get started, I was saying before we started recording, uh, the CW will have a DC superhero show four nights a week. That's Monday, awesome. th Monday through Thursday. And that. And, you know, that's not even counting... You know, stuff that I don't watch, like Gotham, that's on, you know, NBC, I think it is, or maybe it's Fox. Can't recall. But, I think it's uh, on Mondays. There's, there's, yeah, there's an awful lot of stuff going, going on TV-wise. Uh, I'm personally looking forward to uh, Murdoch Mysteries Season 10 starts uh, a week from Monday. I started watching it. I'm on Season 3, I think. Okay, well, it's good. You can tell us what you've been doing. Uh, yeah, so for me, it's kind of been more of the same. Um, I haven't really had a chance to play many video games, uh, movies. There's been really nothing to go out and see, so I, I basically just been watching a lot of TV shows. But the TV shows I've been watching have been kind of like old school, like regular mainstream TV shows. Mm -hmm. So things like um, I just finished up the last five seasons of SVU. I, uh, Law and Order SVU. And you managed to do this without wanting to blow your brains out? For I, how actually, depressing I actually it was? really like the show. I, yeah, it does deal a lot with bad things happening to women. <laughs> mainly women. Some men too, but mm -hmm. mainly women. Yeah. But uh, the storylines have been, been pretty good. Um, the character arcs have been pretty good. Um, there's been some people that left the show and some new people came in, so that yes. brought kind of new life to it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an okay show. Um, then I, I was looking for something new to watch because I finally ran out of five seasons worth <laughs> and uh, I started with season one episode one of Bones okay. it's a show I love so much and I have the first I think nine seasons on DVD in my basement but it's on Netflix now so I'm like ah screw it I'll just start it so it gives me something to watch sure. when there isn't anything else yeah. to do yeah. I've also watched yeah. um, this really funny, uh, I think it's a BBC show, called Murder in Paradise where it's this really stuffy British uh, police officer gets sent to an island in the Caribbean which is a British protectorate uh, as like the, the local chief inspector, so okay. he has a, a bunch of islanders who are his oh, underlings. Oh, I think I've seen parts of that. It looks oh my really god, it's so funny. Because they're so laid back. They're, they're super good. laid back, and, but they're still really good detectives. Yeah. But, you know, just... Different priorities. Things are different on the island. Yeah. And he, of course, is like this British. classical, stuck-up British dude. Mm -hmm. Never out of his two-piece suit. Always has a tie in, like... 
I know, 35, 40 degree weather in the Caribbean. It's so funny. And different sorts of humor as well. Oh, very much like, yeah, different sorts of humor. Uh, it's, it's a really funny show, and uh, I've really enjoyed watching that. And of course, as we said before, Luke Cage has started. Yes. So I'm now so, through three, three And it's episodes. the same actor. Same actor from Jessica Jones, yep. Um, it's it's a good show. It's a good show. And the characters are very well done, but the thing I don't like is because they're showing him as someone with super strength, mm-hmm. the fighting just really seems off. I, I, I'm, I'm watching him, you know, swing this, um, the, the door of a car, an SUV that he's using as a club, basically. So I'm watching that being swung around and he's, you know, knocking out five, six guys at a time with huge, giant sweeps. But it's... It looks choreographed and it looks rehearsed. And it well, look the choreograph is good because I mean, no. Daredevil shows were the fights there were awesome. Well, if that, that's the problem though. When you compare the the acrobatic movements of Daredevil to just like the the pure brawn oh, okay. of of Luke Cage, it, it doesn't transfer as well. It's like you, to... you can do like camera tricks and and like wires and stuff to make the acrobatics look really cool. But when you're just dealing with brute strength, and it, like so, this guy is supposed to be just swinging this club really strongly, and hitting a guy just like basically tapping him, and he goes flying through a wall. It is hard to do, but it looks super cheesy when you're watching. Well, it on especially TV. I guess because well, it's lower budget, so not the same yeah. thing as you'd have with the, with the, the Avengers and stuff like that, right? Exactly. Or Superman. Yeah. So I'm I'm a little disappointed at the at the action sequences. But Luke Cage is about far more than action sequences. Well, it's a good it, show. It I'm is. really liking it. I have to put one little thing in here because I was reading a meme on Facebook going, boy, all the other white conservatives in the States must be upset because the hero of the show is a black guy wears a hoodie and it's right. bulletproof. Yep. <laughs> and he sure does get yeah. shot a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there have been articles on just what it meant to the black community in the 70s right. to have this hero pop up who was immune to bullets. Yeah. yeah. Like, the, that, um, was a, that was a really big thing. Now, they're thing. not calling him Power Man, though, right? You know, still he, he does still get referred to as Power Man by um, one of the characters. Okay. He keeps calling him, but he, it's it's more like jokingly. Jokingly, it's, not it's, the... It's not, that's his actual superhero name. Yeah. yeah. Well, have, have you noticed that in the MCU, nobody refers to anybody by their actual... Code names. Uh, Captain America is one of the few where they say Cap a lot. Yeah. Well, they call him Cap. Yes, but yeah. I mean, like, well, that's because Iron Man's like, always being called Tony. Tony that's well, that, that, that's know? because they're the Clint. switch over from the costumes to like the yeah. years, twenty years ago when everyone was still wearing the costumes. So now we want to see the actors' faces, and mm-hmm. because you're seeing the actors' faces more, it's also in this day and age harder to believe secret identities. Yeah. Because seriously, with the technology and stuff. Available, it's not hard to find out who some people would be. There's a, f- a funny one, I think I can't remember, it was College Humor did one about Batman. Mm-hmm. Where there's the four t- teenage girls are in the house, and like, oh, wait, it's gotta be Bruce Wayne. And then the commissioner comes in going, okay, you've got to sign his release, never say anything again. You know, because yes, he's insane, but he brings a lot of money into the community, so we, we all know he's Batman. It's not hard to figure out. It can mean, you know, wait, how old are you? It took, you? it took you this long to figure it out? It's yeah. like. One, one, one. One, one of my favorites on that particular trope, um, uh, after the success of uh, the first Wolverine miniseries and kind of a follow-up Wolverine and Kitty Pride, mm-hmm. Chris Claremont for a number of years did a Wolverine solo series, and he set it up like Casablanca. Yes, I remember that one. Yeah. Um, this fictional 
island of Madripoor where just about everything goes and everything like that. Right. And it's where Wolvie would go to like basically chill out and just have some fun. And he had him set up as he set himself up this identity as Patch, mysterious yep. drifter, all this stuff. And about thirty issues in, he has cause to actually put on the costume. And one of his supporting cast just like season goes, Well it's about time. Yeah. It's like, what, you do? He goes, Look, when a known psychotic berserker <laughs> with anger control issues decides he wants to just chill out and want and walk around wearing an eye patch, you like, go with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that, but again, that, yeah. So that's why like, nowadays they're they're getting away from the secret identity stuff right. yeah. because it it, it, yeah. it is harder to do in the modern age. Yeah, right? and, and the superhero Spy- names are yeah. kind of silly to begin yes. with. Yes. Well, Spider Man may be the first Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. Hero with an actual secret identity. Secret identity. Um, but he, he takes Tony Stark two minutes to figure yeah. out who he is. Well, yeah, yeah but he's Tony Stark. I, I know, I'm just saying. But, uh, you know, Ant Man kind of, yeah. except that Ant Man has this massive supporting cast who all know who he is. Right. Yes. But, um, but yeah. So, but yeah, you're right. I, I've, I've, I've really lost patience. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before with the whole secret identity trope or at least the whole notion that they aren't telling the people in their lives that they actually love and trust yeah. the whole no I need to protect you thing just doesn't yeah. work for well, me anymore no but actually that's why I like Daredevil because they do that in Daredevil where he is that's trying to right. get he, he he basically does he does but it, they, Foggy's the only uh, at least at the end of the first well, series but yeah, Foggy's the only one who knows but it, that's where I like it because it comes up so many times like well what are you hiding from us mm-hmm. and, and that's where it, it, that's why I liked it because they did investigate well if you're a hero who's keeping a, your secret from someone else it, in their lives they're going to know they're like why are you hiding you're hiding something from me what's going on and so that's why like Daredevil went into that sort of thing for, through several episodes of showing him, Matt Murdock, trying to hide it, mm-hmm. and everyone was going to be very suspicious. Like, well, if you don't trust me, why, why are you still being my friend? If you don't trust me, what's yeah, going it, on? It was also a really big um, theme in the Smallville show, yes. where uh, Clark Kent's trying to keep his his secret yeah, 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 away from. Right oh, yeah, but it's, it's they, did really the, they did the same thing in Arrow and, too. And the ten Arrow yeah. seasons is the yeah. problem. And Arrow too, yeah. Well, like, that, that's but now like they're they're looking at it at like, a better point of view of where like with friends and family mm-hmm. know something's going on. Yeah. And if you keep lying to them, eventually yeah. friends will be like, "Well, if you're not going to tell me anything, yeah. I'm not going to be around." If, yeah, if you're obviously lying to me. I know you're lying to me. Yeah. I and there's no point in us continuing this friendship. Exactly. Anyway, carrying on with Sorry. my month in the hobby. Oh, we don't care, Dev. <laughs> You're gonna oh, we, we stopped caring an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> Only an hour ago? I tried three years ago. What's anyway, oh, uh, so... That's, um, that's low. That, that is pretty rude. Uh, that's low. That'll be edited out, I'm sure. And Pat was no longer a chair on this, <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> For now, it's going to be Dwayne and Paul and myself. Fantastic. <laughs> we will need a new place to do it, though. Yeah, exactly. No, we're still going to show up, but Pat's mic is yeah. permanently off. Wait, how come I... And since I never listened to the podcast, like, I never know. know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, continuing my month from the hobby... Um, I got together for another gaming session for The Forces Not Always With You, and we had our first player death. Yeah, you're telling me about that. It was was unfortunate, and no one... I'm not happy about it. I I don't like the way that it happened, but he did die saving the other members of the party, so that's 
good. Um, and really, it's just purely down to a series of just terrible, terrible die rolls yep. on the player's part. And there's, there's nothing more I could do about it. So he's coming back as a, a new character starting in the next session, but it's going to be at least three, possibly four episodes before this current uh, adventure ends. And we, we can move on to like the next, the next big thing. Um, that's probably the biggest news that I have is the the death of one of our beloved adventurers. I'm not going to say who, so you're going to have to listen to the episodes of The Force Is Always With You to find out who it is that finally does die. Well, in the original D6 one, it is hard to kill. Like no, it, it, it is oh, not. No, no, it's right. I remember in, in the, the Fantasy first... Flight games. Yeah, game. Yeah, it is. Super. It's really easy to drop people unconscious, but hard. To it's kill. super hard to actually kill them outright. But the second edition of the D six one, D six with oh its oh Lord. five over, you're now stunned. Five above. Oh, now it's minor wounded, lightly wounded. Sorry, lightly wounded, heavily wounded. In. Uh, we're playing the version that only has lightly or has stunned, wounded, incapacitated, mortally wounded, dead. Yeah, and that's and, and it's only five he points was over. One point away from only being mortally wounded. Oh. If, he had, if I had rolled one less on the the crazy amount of dice that well, I had. Well, if you had one more character point, one more oh, character no, unfortunately, he spent all of those getting the point, getting the, getting to the point where he could save the party members, he spent all of his character points oh. and and blew his force die. So, naturally, I gave him back his force point. Oh, of course, yeah. Because that was a wonderful use of that force point. Yeah. Fortunately, he couldn't save himself. Oh, that's too bad. Yep. Anyway... It happens. Um, character death is something that happens, as Dwayne has discovered multiple times in D&D. Multiple times. <laughs> and Paul knows very every well game. from every game he's ever played. played. <laughs> that's why I always have two characters. Yes. Well, that's why <laughs> in Dark Heresy... Time. Yeah, Dark Heresy, you have three now, so you're... Well, yeah, af- after, I, after uh, Flurgan died the first time, um, I worked up three spares. Just in case? Yeah. And mm. just figured... I figured the ninja is probably the best fit for the party right now. But uh, okay, so that's the end of our week slash month in the hobby. Let's move on to our standard segment two, which is news and rumors. Does anyone have anything about uh, anything coming up? Well, that we put on our uh, page, Spawn movie by Todd McFarlane is, mm-hmm. is, in, is being discussed, and apparently I've I've heard good reviews about it. Yes, it it's, looks like they're going back to the darker sort of one. He's t- sending it more in a reality base. They're getting rid of the... Well, the demon stuff is there, but you're mm-hmm. not going to see it as heavily. Okay. Uh, so it's mostly more focusing on Spawn coming back, mm-hmm. which I like because it's it's a nice... I like the image comics. Yeah. Um, now, I'm not too sure if they want to bring more. Like, there's Young Bloods, there's Savage... Savage Dragon was another good one where he's, a, you know, the cop. He's a mutated person who looks like a sort of a dragon, uh, but in humanoid form. Okay. Right, not huge. Like he's twice, almost eight feet tall, and he looks like a bit like a dragon walking and talking. So like scaly and with a yeah. snout. Well, yeah, but he, I'm a morphophobic or, or I'm a- anthropomorphic. Yeah. So he's got the face and everything, but he is a police officer. Okay. And and he gets mutated, but he still stays as a cop. So that that's an interesting one. So that could actually become a TV series. Sure. So uh, Young Bloods is another one where it's like super powered beings and stuff like that. Uh, but Spawn, yeah, the first movie we all remember was cheesy uh, and bad. I mean, it, it was okay. It wasn't terrible, but it, it was definitely yeah. cheesy. Well, and also, I mean, the special effects at the time are very dated right. now. Right, that's late 90s. Yeah, yeah. and the thing is, because his cape is part of his abilities, right? Mm-hmm. The cape and his suit are magical, 
So now with the technology, it would work better. And making it more focused on, uh, in like the, as he's, Todd says, real world as opposed to right. more fantasy sort of based, right. could work. So I really, I really want to see a Cloak and Dagger show. Yeah. Or that, a movie, but preferably a TV well, show. Well, they, they keep talking about it, yeah. and it's it will probably happen. Uh, that actually would work on I think on Netflix with the MCU yeah you know part because oh, it's lower based not super powered and it's darker well, hold on though Cloak has a pretty pretty uh, impressive and significant yes. superpower well so does Dagger but I mean it's light beams but Cloak's want to be it's still not that hard to do yeah that's going to be on Freeform mm-hmm. yeah um, formerly known as ABC Family yeah now known as Freeform it'd be, it would be better on Netflix because they could deal with darker. Well, no, so the crossover with the and ones they have, you yeah. know. Um, now, other than that, there's well the the new Doctor Strange who we should yep, talk to about looking for a little over a month. And then, of course, next year is another Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, no, there's also Rogue One coming. Rogue out in One December. coming this December, yes. That I'm so actually really looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, see but again, I'm so pissed off. They keep putting in new, cool-looking uh, outfits, ships. Things that you will never see again. Yeah, well, it's also, it, but it happened yeah. 20 years before the other movie, no, so. It, no, it happened one year before. Well, like one year. But yeah, where did the tech go? Does yeah, it, exactly. It's, it's that, like, that's my problem with it. You can't bring in cool and new that's better or nicer looking or different looking than the originals that were in the, uh, the first trilogy. Yeah. Because it's set a year before the start of the first trilogy you can't introduce new things no exactly it, it should be all the same old stuff yeah that that's the one thing that's yeah. pissing me off yeah. it's hard to believe there's a, for the next couple of years there's actually going to be three Marvel movies a year yeah well see and this is where it's, and uh, two uh, DC and movies and DC ones and plus other ones so this is where they're starting to become a little bit of a glut mm-hmm. so like you know I'm looking forward to Spawn movie it probably won't be able to maybe 2018 right. or 2019, you know, depends. Which means there's at least 10 superhero movies between then and now. Exactly. And, again, like, now I'm enjoying it because, you know, they're, they're especially Marvel ones, they're, they're, they're well-written, they're, they got, I mean, yes, there's still flaws with them, mm-hmm. but they're, they're well-written, and DC is starting to get a bit better. I mean, I know people still aren't happy with Suicide Squad, but I thought it was actually a better movie than... DC's done for a while. Yeah, Suicide Squad was fantastic. I mean, uh, sure, I have issues with how many times helicopters get shot down <laughs> and people get kidnapped. But other yeah. than that, it's it's a really good movie. Oh, no, it is. And like I said, that, that for me, is one of good, finally, a, di- a non-animated good mm-hmm. DC movie. Because DC has done, or Warner Brothers has done some good animated movies. And DC. really good TV shows. Yes. Um... Now, for other upcoming stuff, well, I don't have too much, but um, I'm going to go into the other stuff for because I got some what culture pages and stuff like that with interesting topics for superheroes and stuff. Okay, well, we can. Well, uh, Paul, I just. I, uh, guys, I was just saying, wait till Paul and, and Dwayne yeah. finish there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just uh, recently, uh, I don't know how it happened. I, they, they had a sequel to Now You See Me Too or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. with Mark with Mark Ruffalo, yep. and yep. somehow it went like from theaters. To DVD within the span of a month. At yes, it, it didn't do too well. I bought it and quite enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good, to be honest, because I had uh, the first uh, one and I liked the first one. So it? I decided to get the second one, and I kind of liked the way. The, it the first one had an interesting premise to it. Very convoluted plot. Oh my god, god that's stupid, crazy! But yeah. that's kind of the nature of what they're doing, right? They're doing illusions. Why well, no? But it's and, just yeah. sitting there going like, okay, even. I, we don't want to do spoilers, even though it's like a yeah, seven or eight-year-old Yeah, it's almost up there with Loki's movie. plot or uh, 
or Zemo's plot for you know the uh, Civil, Civil War, War, where you're like, okay, so A equals B, then minus C, then over top of E, and then over <laughs> the. It's supposed to be magic. You're not supposed to think too hard and analyze too hard about right. it. Go and enjoy the film. Don't <laughs> sit there and analyze it because you're gonna hate it. And that's what everybody does these days. They go and they they analyze everything that they see. Yeah, but it still should have some sort of and everything. I, I still and want. I found plot holes in the second film. I did, but you know, I was like, that wouldn't, that doesn't make sense. He was there. How can he be here at the same time? Ah, screw it. You know what? It was a good film. I don't yeah, fucking that's care. Right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, I'm reminded. Um, good, good friend of mine, uh, Peter Gray, actually took uh, film studies at Carleton. Mm-hmm. And he told me about going in to his like film film theory one oh one type class early in the professor going, Alright, welcome. After taking this class you will never enjoy a movie again. <laughs> but um, just because you'll you'll take them up he was basically alluding to the fact that you'll have the skills and the knowledge to take apart films and see everything that's wrong. Yep. Well, but, the thing uh, is, like I said, I don't mind. There can be plot holes, but again, as I said, if you base your world on certain rules, you have to follow those rules. And a lot of like fantasy movies decide, okay, here's our rules, and then we break them halfway through the movie or near the end to fit the plot or the or the MacGuffin item. It's like, oh, what's this for? We don't know. We just need it. Well, why? You know, I mean, I, like I said. Captain America Winter Soldier was well done. It was a spy thriller. Yes, there's a couple of minor holes, but overall, though, it actually worked. Yep. I, I just wish, again, in that movie, they had stuck with the Hydra guys not being massive amounts of people, right. just a few people in the top positions, right. and other, the normal other agents are following the orders, because, well, that's what our boss is told to do. Right. That would have been a much better ending. It also would have been more... Um, Sedit, not seditious, subversive. Yes, like it, it, it would make more sense because that's how. If you had someone infiltrating, they'd want to get as high as possible. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't care about the individual foot soldiers. No, you only care about the guys in top, up top, who are giving the order, saying this guy is now your enemy, and then everyone legitimately turns against. Well, exactly, him. he's a national, you know. But they wanted to. They Depends. wanted to guarantee the fall of Shield. That was that. Well, no, the, you still could have had that. Was to but you still could have had that if you have the top guys who are Hydra. Well, because you just move people up to replace them. Well, no, not so if you, enough of the it throughout the entire. Well, no, but the thing is, though, Paul, if you have top guys who are yeah, but if you have top guys who are in charge who are given the decisions and they, they're saying, okay, Captain America is now a threat to national security. This is what's going to happen. Most agents would follow it, and that's where he would. The shield will get broken up by the government going, wait, we can't have this much power in a small most, amount of hands. Most most of the agents most, and most people would be, as soon as something like that was said, their own personal opinions would have come into it. No, Paul. Vietnam War, Korea War. mindless uh, soldiers that will yeah. do everything that they're brass. Uh, Abu Ghabi recently. Okay, Paul, it does happen. Oh, no, I, it I, does. Yes, it does. But this... But they they portray it's human nature. All, They've all done shield this. agents as not mindless beings. These no, are no, people. Paul, that they don't have to be mindless agents. They, Paul, mind mob mentality is. But they've done psychological tests where even people who are smart and will think on their own, as soon as you put them together in a group, and the leaders tell you certain things, most people tend to go with the leaders say. They might question a little bit, but 
don't forget, they're in doctrine also to follow orders. That's part of the military. So you may not quite agree with it. You might hesitate, oh, but well, you'll still follow. The thing is, there though, would have been too many people. Part, part there of, would have been too many people that would have questioned. Part of all of it is that a big, a big part of it was how Shield failed, and the scope of the infiltration really brought home the massive scope of how badly Shield failed. failed. You know, I mean, like the the fact that. Hydra was able to champion. Well, they failed for what movie? They were background for you know the next Avengers movie. Uh, well, no. Well, like Hydra managed to champion, you know, this program creating these supercarriers with, you know, the AI predictive program with the help of Tony Stark. Yeah, probably with. So Moldy, all you of know, most of the universe, Marvel universe, are problems are because yeah, of Tony it Stark. It was most. <laughs> It was mostly because of um, Zola. Yeah. As far as the whole predictive algorithm, finding their enemies and all that stuff. So that was part of the scope of it, and that they actually had enough people in there that the crews on these massive helicarriers were all Hydra, were all loyal. You didn't have to worry about the small percentage that would actually question orders because all of them were on your side. I know, it's just And that, they had everything. Yeah, but it's, you know? that's hard to believe. That's hard to believe that they have that many people, tens of thousands of people, following Hydra. Well, they spent 60 years doing it. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, it was the ultimate long con. Yeah. You know? So, and, it, and it was a lot, it was a lot easier as soon as you had somebody high up that could pull the strings and be like, well, yeah. and they we did. need more people in this area, but we get to pick yeah. who. No, but, okay. Okay. but the thing is, my point is, though, it's a super secret hidden organization that has tens of thousands of people. Yeah, yeah. It that uh, doesn't work. You, and and no one's built the no beans, one's in, all the beans in all decades. No one's grown a conscience. Yeah. They're super evil just to be evil for evil's sake. Yeah. They have no real master uh, uh, philosophy or anything. It's no. just, we're evil, we want to destroy the world. And tens of thousands oh, of us. Hydra didn't want to destroy the world. Hydra wanted to take the world sure. over. Yeah, but still, it's just still like, like is it? Fear. Fine, yeah. but still. Yeah. Hell, you can't even get enough white supremacists together to be that many people. And all of a sudden, Hydra, which is even more secret than that, has tens of thousands of people. Yeah. But, I mean, like, even in the comics, Hydra was always huge. Yeah. Well, the, the comics is one thing, because that, that, there's so much stuff in comics that has nothing to do with reality, so... Yeah. But, anyway... I think, I think just a lot of the people that were in Hydra didn't necessarily believe in Hydra's ultimate goal or whatever. It just... It's a paycheck? It basic, well, <laughs> it, yeah, well, it was, it was a paycheck. Wait, were they getting, they, were they getting, they two, were, were they getting paid and, twice? Yes. No, no, but what I'm saying is, well, is like... So how did it, allowed, have a bank it allowed them to have sort of? Well, that's a question you have their, to ask. Their, them. their people higher up were like, were like, yeah, we approve of the way you are. Like, it, you know, you they may not, they may like to go out and hurt small animals or something <laughs> like that. You know, those were people that were attractive to Hydra. You know, yeah. Yeah. and, and, and Hydra sure. was, yeah, yeah, sure, that's not a mental but problem. Here, here's and, one, you know, and with the, 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 the other thing right? to remember is that. 
you know, famously, no one is the villain in their own story. Right. I'm sure that a lot of the Hydra members were like, no, the well, world is in a bad place. We can do it better. But were they getting a, were they getting offered chance of pensions and stuff? Because I mean, I said, okay, wait. If I'm if you guys take over from Shield, do I do I still get my years built in for my pension, like, or does that carry over? Well, because those well, are questions people ask that, now. Uh, yeah, but keep in mind, Hydra was also brainwashing their own troops as well. Yeah. So they might not have actually been like worried they might have been brainwashed to be a Hydra agent. And not worried about pensions and medical care. Does well, Hydra they, have they a... did it right? In, they did it right. Well, they did it in Agents of Shield, but it's the same universe, right? Yes. So yeah. Yeah. they were brainwashing good agents to be on Hydra's side. Yeah. You know, yeah. it happened. So they just brainwashed a whole crap ton of Agent Shields. That's yeah. how they got their, that their works. lot of people. Yeah, that's yeah. understandable. Yeah. All right, we'll say about it because in the Empire, you have the average person who's joining the Empire because, hey, it's a job, it's, you know. That's uh, actually one of the themes I'm going to be talking about or touching on when I do my uh, notice integrations. Because you guys aren't playing good guys, and you're not really even playing like smugglers, you're specifically playing bounty hunters, and therefore more likely world. to work universe. Yeah, more likely to work with the Empire than against, even though you are all um, wanted uh, by the Empire? No, no, no. <laughs> no. no. No, wanted no, by other people, not by the Empire. bounty hunting scum. Right. Well, exactly. Hey, 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 now, now. It's a job. i got hey. family to take care of. <laughs> you know, it's not an easy universe out there. You know, you, you, get, you do when, the job you can. When they were brought in to grab Solo, the Empire specifically referred to them as bounty hunting scum. Well, those no, guys no, were no, scum. that was Vader. That was Vader. In Vader, we sure, had all those issues. No, no, no. It was one of the one of the Imperial officers. Yeah. Yes. But Imperial officers so, have are, always been at their duty. Yeah. Yes, I know. But I'm just saying That's the name for you quite actually, actually, no The most The prevalent the attitude they them scum the Was because they were aliens. They were They were Xenos They yeah. were aliens Yeah, exactly And, and we're Xenos so that, we're... that was That was why they They said we don't need Their scum here It wasn't because yeah. They were bounty hunters they were It was Xenos. because They were aliens And we're, we're aliens So we have It's hard to get a job In the Empire If you're an alien That's right So, you know We, we do what you can difficult. But yeah. some, some of the people That you're going to be Dealing with Are actually going to be Sympathetic people So they're not necessarily Going to be snooty, you know, admiral, whoever who looks down on, on all the peasants yeah. and especially on the, the, the Xenos. It's going to be more you're just dealing with a guy who this is his job and, yep. and he's just an everyday Joe. And he doesn't want to yeah, treat but, you badly. They're just, the rules are say that you can't do this. But you know, he might let things slide. That, that sort of thing. So we're sort so, of like Dog the Bounty Hunter? Uh, no, you, <laughs> you won't quite be Dog. It's just pe- people I to people in that the, show like all the same, all like Positions, most of them anyway, in the Empire, are all human-based because there is the whole anti-Zeno thing with the Empire. Yep. That's just the way it is. If you're not human, then you don't get a position of authority. It's just that simple. Yep. So we do so what we do. We will be dealing with mostly humans who hate aliens. Not, That's not, just not, not hate. But what, what I'm saying, Paul, is that not everyone who works in a position of authority hates aliens. Some of them, this is just a job to them. Right, and so so the, those are the kind of the themes that we're going to be touching upon in the show or in the game. It's like paycheck. It's you know my yeah. future. My uh, my yeah, kid gets to go to university now or become exactly. A, but 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 said person will have been hired by somebody higher up. Oh, absolutely. Would have would have chosen that person partially on their beliefs of being anti-alien. That's um, the way the empire works. Listen, pe- people are can even though their their superiors may believe something. 
the underlings might not necessarily have the same beliefs, but they'll just pretend to go along, or they'll they'll play along to get along. And you know, to that us, kind of thing. hey, we're getting paid. Doesn't really matter. I don't care if the guy likes me or not, as long yeah. as he pays me. And remember, no disintegrations. On purpose. Disintegrations. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there will be. Plenty. Oh, there'll be. No. All right. Well, some of them might be us. <laughs> <laughs> well, just you, just you, Paul. So, any, no. so, so anything else new, Paul? Anything else you've heard to? Um, no, to be honest, I'm mostly I'm I'm actually sort of looking into possibly moving closer into Ottawa somewhere. Wow. Possibly, I haven't really looked into it at all. It's sort of like a financial thing. I have to I have to consider, but it's mostly I'm just trying to debate whether or not I want to find a place that we can all sort of have as a, a meeting area type thing too for our yeah. podcast and stuff so it has to sort of be centralized that's the problem well, so unfortunately, I'm thinking about it I don't know if I'm ever right. going to do anything about it but it's, it is a thought on my mind Okay. Well, well you, can, you can't live at home forever. Living in the basement. Well, no. The whole point is, the whole, the whole point is to get you out of the, the basement. basement. Yeah. It's even the name of the show. That's right. But it's cooler in the basement. Oh my it. god, is it ever? I still have my office. Office. I say office. My my personal gaming area slash the place where I would normally be hanging out if I didn't have someone living in my house twenty four seven. That's always been the basement where it's nice and cool year yeah. round. And well, the bedrooms in my place are in the basement. Yeah, right. It's nice. It works out. So, uh, you know, uh, Dwayne? Well, the big news that I read just a few days ago, I hadn't, it's apparently been kicking around for a year or so now, but I hadn't heard. Uh, Sony wants their own superhero universe. And they've got one. Oh, which one? Valiant. Valiant, okay. Valiant yeah. Comics. Okay. So yeah. there's a bunch of stuff happening there. Just a couple of days ago, um, they announced uh, they're looking at kicking things off with uh, Harbinger, Harbinger from, Val- yeah. from Valley Comics, yeah. which uh, is basically focuses around an older Sayat, uh, I think is how they call them. Okay. Uh, and uh, Harada, who has plans for the world and recruits younger ones, and it's kind of opposite number of a fellow named Peter Stanchuk, who ends up recruiting other younger Psyots to kind of fight against him. And all of these folks are referred to as harbingers okay. of what's to come. And that, and there's plans to follow that up with uh, Bloodshot, who is a special forces type who has nanites and basically heals from just about anything you care to throw at him. Cool. And that um, there's also apparently going to be a web series based around Valley Comics Ninjak character who is, of all things, a British aristocrat ninja. <laughs> <laughs> But, okay. Um, that's different. Yeah, that's a little. That's a combination you don't run into terribly often. <laughs> um, but yeah, so as everyone knows, Sony had hoped to kind of build a shared universe around its Spider-Man property, 
Well, they kept failing at Dune movie, you know. But uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2, which was to be the launching point for that, did not do as well as expected. And, that, and so they kind of backed off on that, and it was not long after that that they entered into the deal with Marvel that leads to Spider-Man Homecoming, the latest reboot of the, Mar- the Spider-Man franchise. Right. But firmly in the Marvel Universe, coming out next year. Right. So, it's interesting that they went with kind of a lesser-known publisher, uh, Valiant Comics. They've actually been around for quite a long time in one way or another, but the most recent edition is only a few years old. Um, They put out some very good comics. Uh, I picked up their run of uh, Archer and Armstrong, which is absolutely hilarious um, the writer on that is a guy named Fred Van Lenti who I recommend to anyone he's quite talented and humor is a strong point with him and apparently Archer and Armstrong may be popping up on this Ninjak web series Okay. And that. one of the interesting things about the Harbinger movie though is that apparently the character Faith is going to play a fairly prominent role. Um, Faith was a supporting member in the Harbinger comics. Uh, she's gotten spun off into her own series. Uh, she's gotten a fair amount of media attention within the comics press lately. Uh, because of how successful her miniseries was, they actually just kept it going and turned it into an ongoing. Uh, the character is extremely optimistic, kind of bubbly in some ways, which is <laughs> kind of against how modern comics go a lot sure. of the time. Um, it's all you know. It's also a comic with a female character in the lead, and a character that does not go along with the standard uh, appearance norms for okay. a female comic character. Faith is definitely heavy set. She's a bit overweight. Wow. And stuff. Um, Not Faith, that the one? Uh, that, yeah, yeah, the character's name is Faith. And so, but she's become quite popular, and apparently that's going to be reflected in the movie. Nice. Now, it'll be interesting to see if they actually keep on with that type of appearance right. in the movie, because we all know how fond of heavier set women Hollywood is. <laughs> well, there, there are a couple of um, examples in TV shows such as, oh, what's that, that um, Grey's, Na- Grey's Anatomy? Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. one of the, uh, the recurring roles is this, I guess, half Latino, half something else. Kali Torres. Yes, she is phenomenal. And she's a really good actress too, so... And she's left the show. And possibly a little too old to play a role like a superhero at this yeah. point, but maybe somebody like her. Yeah, that would be good. That would be good. Yeah, back when I actually watched Grey's, I liked Torres. She was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that's as far as news goes. Um, I have um, one more thing. Uh, coming yep. up in two weeks on the 15th and the 16th of October... There's uh, the next uh, edition or version or whatever of uh, the Ottawa Geek Market, 
takes place at the Nippian Sportsplex on Woodruff Avenue here in Ottawa. So if you're local to us oh. and want to go check it out, we'll I'll probably be there on the Sunday. I'm not sure about the Saturday, but uh, we're going to check it out. Um, there's usually all sorts of really cool stuff on sale. There's like mm -hmm. a giant vendor hall that's always set up. And there's a board game play area where people can come and spend a couple dollars and play some board games for a while. So might might check that out. Yeah, sounds good. Oh, um, I did think of one little piece of Marvel movie news sure. that I know has been mentioned on the podcast. They've cast Captain Marvel. Um, yes, they have. Yep. Yeah, Brie Larson. Um, I know Brie Larson. Is an Oscar winner for the movie Room. Okay. Uh, is has been cast as Carol Danvers. Nice. For Marvel's uh, Miss Marvel feature film. Um, and I believe she will be appearing in Avengers Infinity War. Good. So, uh, so that's, that's cool. So that was, that was as far as, um, as far as casting, that was the last piece for Marvel for Phase 3, as it's been announced. Um, and as a matter of fact, Captain Marvel is the final movie in what's referred to, referred to as Phase 3. Okay. Um, I don't believe they found a director yet. for for the movie yet, but uh, they did announce. I think they have found uh, the writers on that, but I don't think they've found the director yet. But I'm looking forward to that one. Um, I've read some of uh, the books with uh, Danvers lately, and pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. So. Interesting. Should be interesting. Yeah, Marvel has. I just looked it up on my dial. Marvel has a short list for directors. But they haven't okay. picked one. It's still nothing. Okay. okay. Well, I was going through the what whatculture.com has like they do stuff with movies and comics and stuff like that. And I just saw one that now this is an older list because they're talking about the Man of Steel movie, but not Batman versus Superman or the the Avengers Ultron movie. Okay. But they have the top ten super, most powerful super heroes. So this is purely power level. Yeah, well in their mind. Now, some of them I agree with, but you'll, you'll be interesting to see number one. Um, is it Superman? Is no, Superman? no, it's not Superman, actually, because Superman is extremely powerful, but he's not as powerful as, say, Doctor Strange is technically. Okay, fine. Were you, were you talking about reality bending? Yeah, yeah well, that's because oh, so they have, like, um, Jean Grey and then even Martian Manhunter is actually more powerful than Superman. Because yeah, because he, he's as strong as Superman, but he can also go invisible. He can read minds. Uh, he can become invisible. He can phase through things. Um, so that's why he's more powerful than Superman because he can also read minds and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah, but you could take out the Martian Manhunter with a match. No, he's he's come better. And Nova, like Nova himself, as well as up there. I remember uh, when Green Lantern could be taken out by Yellow. He still can't. <laughs> is, still, is that still a thing? Yes. I thought they'd done away with that stupidity. No, it's still oh, a thing. Oh, the color yellow. I well, no, not oh. Okay. The thing is, that now no DC's gone from just the basic colors. There's a whole emotional spectrum. Yeah, yeah I, I, I know all about it. It goes just red, yellow. No, no, it's oh, actually no. pretty cool. No, no, it's not just red. Okay, there's black. Yes, black red, is death. Orange. Uh, green. Red. Yellow. Is, red is rage. Blue. Yep. Indigo. Yep. And a sapphire, and white. Mm -hmm. Well, there's no sapphire. Um, Star Sapphire. Is the, the old only. Green Lantern villain no, but turned out was basically using the indigo. Yep. 
of energy. Yeah, which is love. Yep. Love! Oh, mm-hmm. love! Listen, you may walk uh, all you want, but I'm once walking. they have the green for willpower, there is there is no reason not to do oh, the I rest know, of the spectrum. So Thor's actually up there higher up than Superman. Mm. Thor's in a different universe, so you well, no, they they, they, they do the they like I said, they have both, right? Because Thor, because he's a god and he lives like he's pretty much close to being immortal. Uh, so is Superman, immortal. Uh, Superman ages Depends. somewhere. Yeah, well, he aged yes. from being okay, a again, baby. But no, see, it also depends on adult. who writes it, right? It depends on who's writing it for yeah. what... Well, that's the main thing. Right, it all depends on who's writing it. So that they actually admit that, too, as well. It depends sure. on on who's writing it, what day, what's the agenda. Um, oh, for God's sakes, come on, now my system's now deciding to... Dr. Manhattan, obviously, is up there as well. Fine, again, reality, well, if you can bend reality... Oh, did you guys hear about that? About Dr. Manhattan? Wait, the the yeah. top... They don't put the Spectre in there, though. The top guy they put is Silver Surfer. I would put Dr. Manhattan above Silver I would as well. Silver Surfer is a slave, first of all. Well, no, he's not. Well, when he breaks free. He's still very he powerful, free. but the only powers he has is flying. Uh, and, and, and He's and got the power bla- cosmic. And, and blasting power cosmic from his orifices. Uh, teleportation. He does not teleport. Super fast travel. Super fast travel. Um, I would put, see, this, you, don't, you don't know Spectre, do you? You know the spectre. You don't. Yes, you don't see it very, very often. But the silver can also rearrange matter on a atomic scale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's got. He has the power. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, he's I would still put Doctor Manhattan above because he can create life. He can do anything yeah. he fucking well wants. And so can the spectre. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like the spectre, I wouldn't put as the top one, but I definitely put him on the top ten list because he he. What again, you put the wrath of God on the top? 10 exactly. List. That's just it. He's, <laughs> his power comes directly from God. Him, mm-hmm. whatever he wants to do, and the people he's hunting, he can do. Like if he wants to change his shape, if he wants to read much, he can do it. Listen, that's one God. There are other gods who are just well, as powerful okay, as but that But in the one. DC universe, that's pretty much it. But again, no. that's what I'm saying. It's like, um, see, this is where Superman, yeah, he's really strong, but once you start throwing in the altering yeah, yeah. reality yeah. things, and, yeah. you know, and that's so, if, if you're talking power level as in the things they can do, okay. But remember, once... Superman made the world turn backwards. Oh, for God's sake. Don't, don't get me started <laughs> oh, no. on the movies. Please, And he rebuilt the wall of China with his breath. Yeah, he did. That. Yeah, I was what the hell? What, what power is this? I'm <laughs> doing super Mario building with my breath now? Um, yeah, anything, where, 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 where to start? Uh, oh, yeah, that was... Casting illusions of himself. Um, peeling the shield off of his uniform. No, oh, yes, throwing to, to, to catch it, it, it turns into a huge plastic sheet that wraps around Wait, somebody. When did that happen? Uh, that was the second movie. Yeah, Superman two. Yeah, when he's when he's going after Zod. The, the big fight was Zod. Like there's all there's all sorts of weird things that yeah. happen there. Yeah, he, he, his 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 S his S symbol becomes like a. You know what? That was still a better movie than the new movie with Zod. Okay, still yeah. a better well, movie. Super, well, um, that is one piece of news. They have announced a. Full sequel to Man of Steel. Right. Just past no couple Zack weeks. Snyder. Please say no, Zack Snyder. I don't know. Oh, damn, no, Zack I don't Snyder. Know. But um, but now, like uh, the big thing, you bring up Doctor Manhattan, reminded me. Um, so DC Comics did what they called the New Fifty Two. Yep. And then where they it. canceled everything. Yes. And brought out fresh. 
yeah, 52 titles, and they started continuity afresh and everything, clean slate, all this stuff. And for a while, it was very successful. Yeah, but After then they, a while, not so much. And then yeah. they killed it off again. So they're now doing, they call it DC Rebirth. Yep. And they're trying to get back to kind of some of the classic things. So after, after an event, they had brought the pre-New 52 Superman and his wife and their son into the current universe. Oh, they then proceeded to kill off the New 52 Superman. Yeah. So there's only one Superman running around right. again, but it's the guy from the pre-New 52. For a while again until he decides to do another reboot or another... Anyways. So, one of the big things was that all of a sudden, Wally West pops out of nowhere in The Flash. In, in, the, in the Flash Rebirth number one, Wally West basically pops out of the Speed Force. Mm -hmm. And it was revealed that somebody had mucked around with the universe. Dr. Manhattan. And it's Dr. Manhattan. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Which, of course, could work because he could have the powers to do that. Sure. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, and there, have been, and there have been other things, like uh, the comedian's badge popped up in Batman, for example. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, and that. And so, a lot of people are not terribly happy about this. What? I think that's a good well. It's a separate universe, though. They're 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 bleeding universes together. Yeah, but if anything well, could happen, do it would be the power of Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, but there's a lot of fans out there who don't want DC to do anything with Watchmen. Oh. Watchmen should stand on its own. Yeah, it's a be separate universe. They were upset as hell over the before Watchmen event that DC did a couple of years ago. I don't know, I've, I've got those. Some of them are not too bad. Yeah, well, I mean, like, they had some work from Darwin Cook, for example. Yeah. I'm a, I was a fan now, of his. They uh, all, uh, I was going to say, Cook just for the, the before Watchmen, they didn't get the comedian's history right from the, the graphic novel. Okay. Uh, spoilers here, but they, they yeah. had him being a friend of the Kennedys. Or the comedian should, is He's totally anti... Yes, exactly. He's also the one who, you know, in the in the graphic novel is the assassin the assassin yeah sorry go ahead yeah so there's a lot of controversy over over before Watchmen and it hasn't really but before Watchmen at least was just the Watchmen universe yes. mm -hmm. a lot of people are really against the notion of Watchmen being involved with the main DC universe well, yeah. in any well, way well the yeah. thing is because most of them okay except for Ozymandias who's similar to Batman the rest are just regular people. Well, okay, without you know the big guy. Yeah. But I mean, even um, uh he's the smartest guy in the world. Mm -hmm. The Night Owl is Batman. Mm -hmm. So those two do have some abilities yeah. that put them like you know can go in the DC world. But Rorschach, he's a guy. With, like, he's just a psychotic guy. He's not very much to him. Uh, the yeah, comedian. He, he beats people up. That's it, yeah, but and same as a comedian. He's yeah. he's a black ops guy, but he doesn't he's yes, he's well trained and in shape, but he's no uh you know, Agent Flag or anything. Like there's no special abilities to them. Well, Agent Flag doesn't have special abilities. 
unless, unless they introduce some in Suicide Squad, yeah. the movie. No, no, but, but yeah, no. But it's mean like, but that's what I mean. Like he's not a, a real powerful person. Yep. So, but yeah, but anyways, I just thought that was kind of interesting. DC Rebirth has been very well received. Um, it's been doing extremely well sales wise. Oh, good. Better than the. Uh, Captain America is a Hydra agent uh, ones? Yeah, well, they've already revealed what's behind that, so... <coughs> well, yeah, I know. That'll, that'll run its course, and then we'll be over. Yeah. Eventually, it'll all be on Marvel Unlimited, and I'll read it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. um, but there is a new movie coming out in 2017 by Luke Busson called... I haven't even heard about this one. Uh, it's based on a French graphic novel, or Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Okay. Uh, so it's obviously sci-fi. It's a graphic novel series. Yeah, it's uh, in the future. There's special operatives for the government of human territories charged with maintaining order throughout the universe. Now, Pat, you know what you need to do? You need to make a post about this on the Facebook site. Yes. So that hopefully someone finds out about it and then we'll get a sneak peek at it the way we did with entering the end note. Well, it, Luc Bassange is showing his... Uh, Sexism in this one. Oh, is he? Well, it, it's also the story itself. Is this, let no. me just read one line here. Uh, Valerian has more in mind than a professional relationship with his female partner, blatantly chasing after her with propositions of romance. But she continually rebuffs him. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a trope that's been done way to death back in you know seventies and eighties. Listen, uh, every every uh, Pepe, sitcom ever. Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. You know, but let's, let's go back to the 30s. Well, that's, yeah, exactly. So it's like, why have changed that in the... I in it? Well, no, but yeah. the other things I liked about some, some movies that come out, it's like the male protagonist does not have to have a relationship with a female True. protagonist. absolutely. Like, yeah. That's where some of the better movies have been, where yeah. they don't even kiss. They're just right. like, hey, we're partners. Yeah. Yep. I, haven't, I haven't been able to enjoy Passant's films in a long time because somebody somewhere kind of pointed out to me that he seems unhealthily interested in young girls. Oh, yeah. And ever since someone pointed that out to me, I'm just here, I, Well, uh, Fifth I, Element. I, uh, professional. Uh, fifth Element, the professional. Professional. The yeah. professional. Joan of Arc. Well, <laughs> yeah, especially, Arc. well, the professional, the French version's even yeah, more sure. so. I'm sure. You know, it's, it's like... Oh, such a good movie. Oh, it is. Everyone! Yeah, oh, well, <laughs> yes, he's over the top. I love Gary Oldman so much. Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, I mean, like, Luke Besson is hit or miss for some of his stuff. Uh, I, I don't think I've seen a bad Luke Besson movie. One that I looked at and said, I hate this movie. Okay. No, not hate, but it, I mean, it's like, it's... Like, this one I'm not too sure about. Again, like, why have this where, like, the trope of the... You know what? I so don't care. No. Like, people make such huge deals about things that aren't important. That is such a minor issue. Well, it's not a minor issue. It's, it's still keeping the stereotype of the woman has to put up with the male the advances of the male constantly... That's the reality of life, dude. I just don't want to know how life is. And depending, yeah, but it's probably not the way it should be. Exactly. And also in a movie, why have it in a movie? Just I've got I've got a six year old daughter. Yeah. I don't want her putting up with that. No, exactly. She gets older. And like it's 2016. It's gonna happen, dude. No, but in 2016, why have a movie with this in it? Like just have the male a male and female protagonist. I'd have no problem with. But there are professionals, and they don't. Have the also, guy the also, depending on how they go with it, it may also reinforce the if you just keep trying, Ooh. you will get the girl. <laughs> well, that's what I'm sure is going to happen. That which is also bullshit. Yeah, that's why I think that that's why I feel that's what's going to happen in the movie. 
because it's Luc Besson too, so he does that in the movies. Mm-hmm. Or, and that's where I'm, I'm tired of that, in, in, especially like science fiction. Okay, it's supposed to be set in the future. Couldn't we show a better example? So that's my Star Trek opinion. does, and even, even in that, they had to put a relationship between Uhura and Spock. Well, not in the original series. No, I'm talking. Yeah. I'm talking in the reboots. In the reboots, yeah. When when Hollywood gets their hands I know. on anything, but they did they have a gay gay couple in this one. They did, which is progress. Yeah, yeah which is some progress. Um, but you know, of course, <coughs> yeah, into, except, into darkness, except they the had actor did not Carol Marcus taking off her clothes on camera for oh, no that was discernible dumb. reason. Yeah, I know that was for s- our pleasure. Yeah, that was silly. Like, again, what was the point? Like, I'm sorry. T- if I want porn, I can get porn on the internet. And a Star Trek movie, I didn't need that. That was that was pointless. But yeah, you're right, uh, uh, Paul. I know George Takei. Wait, hold on, not. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're talking about a show in which the male protagonist, the main character, is a hound, and and they're not going to show flesh. Okay. Of course they are. Because um, that's, actually, that's if, his If you character. go back to the original series, he was never putting on moves who women who didn't like him as much. Sure. He was he was he had the charisma and women liked him. Yeah, yeah. I, I it was not really sure why, but they did like him. Like <laughs> like it was, it was you know, it that was him. The women all liked him. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. So he yeah, never one, one, one of the entertaining things about the reboot was just how Poor an impression he made on Uhura. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, they, in, the, in the reboot, they made him much more of a horn dog than he was in the original series. Yeah. I mean, yes, he he did have in, in relationships, but to him, the ship was still came first. Right. You know, and he didn't waste his time with certain relationships. Like he wasn't a hound dog, horn dog. Like he is sure, a, sure, he wasn't. He wasn't over every woman that was around him. There were yeah. many women around yeah. him that he had nothing to do with. Yeah. Because they were his subordinates. Yeah. I actually. Really enjoyed the Spock Uhura. It wasn't connection. too bad. Um, I just thought it was an interesting way of exploring Spock's dual nature in it a was, way that they hadn't done before. No. And uh, sorry, a bit of a spoiler here for Star Trek. Don't do it. Just don't do it. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Okay. Don't do I, it. I won't say it then. Hoping to see it on Tuesday. I'm okay. gonna if cut I'm it lucky. out. No, I won't say it then. Never mind. No, even even us talking about the possible spoiler. Oh, oh no! <laughs> no, 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 no! That's because people will be like, "Oh God!" But no, just kidding. No spoiler. Okay. But um, yeah, they they do still do more with the relationship. And you're right, uh, Paul. Well, I know. I saw I, I, I saw like a preview where Bones is all Spock. Go ahead with human women. If they say it's not me, it's it's not you, it's me. It's always it's you. you. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, and this is it's where I, I agree. Summon Peg was one of the writers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when the first trailers first came out, I remember I was thinking, oh, man, it does look like Fast and Furious in space. Because mm-hmm. that's what the... T- and he, Simon Pegg's like, no, 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 there's more to it than that. There actually is yep. Star Trek. So I'm wondering, like, because I know the... Uh, just going on the trailers. Yeah. Well, uh, Ghostbusters, the trailers, like, everyone hated the... The first, the first Ghostbusters trailer was, was horrible. horrible. Yeah. So uh, you're wondering, where did they come up with the idea that this is, like, the Star Trek one? Star Trek was never been about the Fast and Furious sort yeah. of thing. It's like... Why would you put that as your first trailer? You want, you yeah. want to sell a Star Trek. No, but the problem is here. Here's what they're doing. They don't need to sell it to people who are Star Trek fans. They need, they to, sell need to sell it to people who aren't Star Trek fans. Yeah. Yeah. They want to bring in the Fast and Furious generation. That's a huge group, like a, a giant audience of people who may not go see this movie. Yeah. But if you make it look like a kind of movie they would want to see, boom, they're in the seats. That's true. Yeah, but. Uh 
Yeah, that's just the reality of marketing enforcement. I know it. And that when I was when I was home on vacation and stuff, I actually got to see Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is fantastic. The new Ghostbusters is so good. Okay, I have to still have to watch it. Loved it. Loved it. So then again, this is where again marketing failed the movie. Absolutely. No, marketing failed it. Yeah. Big time because there's such a hate on right away. Yeah, it's strange how marketing can fail good films. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, the absolute classic example is my favorite movie of all time, The Princess Bride. Yes. It failed miserably in theaters. A lot of really good movies do. They didn't know how to sell it. And then, but it came along in 87, and home video was starting to make a real impact. And it found... New Life and home video and revival theaters, everything like that, and became this huge thing where, to this day, Manny Patinkin says that at least once, if he is in public, someone will come up and ask him to speak Inigo Matoya's famous line. Well, no, it's true, because you're right. That's one where they they didn't know how to market it properly, Yep, and it failed. And again, it's also like the one I just recently, for me, is Cabin in the Woods. I still haven't seen it. So it's really yeah, I know, I know, I know. But everyone says it's amazing. But it, but again, it is amazing. It, but it, again, it's a hard one. Like from a marketing point of view, I could see where they they had a problem trying mm-hmm. to sell. It's like, well, how do you show it? Is it's not really a horror movie. It's a horror comedy. It, you know, so you don't want to give. But the thing is, you don't want to give too much away in the trailer. Right. I, Although, uh, admittedly, again, again, some trailers, what? you see pretty much the entire story. You're like, okay, well, yeah, I don't need to no see this. Movie. Movie. Yeah. One thing's for sure, I. Truly think that only Joss Whedon could have written that movie. Yeah. Yes, see, like I it's said, so much him. The um, even Rogue One. I haven't I, seen a single trailer. I don't blame you. Big, that's smart because yeah. they're starting to show too many, yeah. uh, too much in it. And you're like, um, I, I now go into every movie like that. See, Batman, any, any superhero movie, any yeah. uh, Star Wars movie. The, the best one ever found sci-fi goes anything. back. Tim Burton's Batman. When it first came out, you had no idea. Right, all, you all saw they was did it. was flash the bat somewhere. Exactly, yeah, but but at that point, there were no comic book. Like yeah. that was the first one ever. Uh, well, okay, fine, it, not ever, but you know, but what it was the, f- the yeah. first really big budget. Well, it was yeah. the first serious one. Yeah. I mean, before that, the only superhero stuff were the TV shows, right. and most recently, at that time, the nineteen sixty six Batman. Well, there was also the Captain America and the nineteen seventy. No, that came after. The, no, the, no, the TV movies came before. No, I'm thinking the, no, I'm talking Captain, the Captain America movie with a rubber suit. That was like yeah, that was Yeah. But, um, and in the 70s, Wonder Woman. Right. Both mm-hmm. of which took a camp approach yeah, for sure. to superheroes. Sure. Um, but I yeah, and so there was, there was no Wonder Woman. The new Wonder Woman movie, movie that DC's putting out. I'm so I want, I want to, to see that. that. Oh, you're right. It was 1990. Yeah. It was the... Uh, the, yeah. the the horrible <laughs> the rubber suit the rubber suit uh, with the wings I actually really like that movie with the the tacked on wing yeah. Uh, yeah. ears like yeah. fake yeah. rubber ears yeah. over top the mask why don't you just <laughs> put a hole around his ears nope. no, uh-huh. no 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 <laughs> but um, but yeah so I've seen a number of the trailers for Doctor Strange mm-hmm. okay. I think they're doing a good job with the trailers yes. It looks really interesting. I don't believe it's given too much away. More teaser sort of thing, which is yeah, but that's which, what you want. Just like right. show a little which hint. I appreciate. Uh, I know some people don't have problems with like this is a newer one. Trailer show scenes 
that aren't in the movie. I hate that. Or they change some of the wording or right. whatever, and you're like, oh, that looks pretty cool. Well, you go to no. the movie, and you're like, wait, where'd that scene the go? The problem with that is sometimes, because they need to get out the uh, the trailers as soon as possible before the movie is even finished being oh, edited, yeah. sometimes those are editorial changes that are done after the trailers yeah. are made. So there's nothing no. they can do about no. it. I know. But, or sometimes also, like, they actually film stuff now just for trailers. Sure. And that's like, wait a minute. If you put it in the trailer, it should be. It the, should be in the movie. movie, unless it was cut out for an editorial yeah. reason. But again, it all comes down. You're right, marketing and stuff, because marketing sometimes will will do their own filming. Yeah, the the thing is, a lot of um, a lot of big studios, especially when they're putting out a film, they put as much into the marketing mm-hmm. as they do into the budget, like, the budget of the movie yeah. itself, which is ridiculous. Yeah. That's so much think, wasted I, effort. I think the best movie, the best movie example of uh, a franchise. Well, not a well. I guess you could call it a franchise that custom their own trailers for their movie would probably be uh, Deadpool. Oh yes, because yeah. I mean, those were trailers. Those weren't the movie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know? no, they, no, you're right. That was done because it was trying to get the movie interest in the movie well, being made. Greenlit in the greenlit, first yes. Yeah. So they did those yeah. and, and viraled it, and then like everyone's but like. Also, but also, Deadpool was all about breaking the fourth wall. Right? Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, that makes sense that they would make trailers specifically for. Yeah. The, It'll be interesting to see what they the do for they the did. second one because yeah, the I'm second. I'm a little worried about. Well, it. because it's got a bigger budget, yeah, which means time they give a big money. It well, the studio gets involved. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anakin, you can't blame them. I mean, it's yeah. two hundred million dollar money. But, That's a big yeah. chunk of investment for the but studio. At least, at least, at least. I mean, like they'll come up with something better than he forgot his guns twice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that was funny. I mean, like, that was funny. No, it was funny the first time. The second time it was just stupid. Oh no, because it again held Pinder to get you know. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. It was funny the first time. It's like I left the guns. Ah. Yeah. The oh, second the, the time the was second like time you're he kidding me. Them. He <laughs> just left them in the cab. in the cab. But but that actually kind of fits in with the character. Yes, right? it does. He's, yeah, he's it does. A, <laughs> yeah, no, not, yeah. Yeah, it did. And also, he's, like he's I said, because then it got Bill Pinder to be, you know, on his little, his finish, his arc, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, just uh, something on the new new events I forgot to mention. Uh, Shazam movie. Yeah. They're getting uh, more free reign than in other DC movies. Good. They, 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 because um, well, Dwayne Johnson is going to be Black Adam. Black Adam. And he was saying that they're getting more free reign uh, from the studio for the movie. Now it's still gonna be part of the DC universe, um, but yeah, the, 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 I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I don't don't forget me wrong. DC has tried, but there isn't really any other way than somewhat lighthearted to have a 12 year old who speaks a magic word oh, and yes. transforms <laughs> into Earth's mightiest well, they, mortal. No, that's what I mean. They have to make uh, it they tried. I'm pretty sure they're going to make it more of an adult instead of a child. Well, I don't know, because they're getting free reign, so they might make it more lighthearted and, and like, tongue-in-cheek. Okay. Because it'd be, like, the same thing as the Guardians of the Galaxy. You have to sort of go, okay, you know what? Just, it's a talking raccoon right. and a talking tree. Well, listen, yeah. in the universe, these things could happen. No, but what I'm saying is, right, I think for... In Shazam, they might have a talking tiger. Yes, so that's why they might sort of Mr. just Connie. go... Yeah, might go more lighthearted and campy. Right. Not... not not Batman not, 90, not 60s, Batman camp, 66, yeah. but still yeah. a little bit more campy than DC has yeah. been, which I think is actually good for the DC thing because, okay, Batman can be dark and broody, 
Superman Dark and Broody doesn't work. It doesn't work like, at all. No. Batman, I think they, Batman is the, the the shining bright light of yes. what humanity could be. Well, and also I think they did that, though, because... I said they, Superman, right? Not no. Batman? Yeah, you said, oh, you said I thought you said, you said Batman. 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 No, no, ba- Batman is dark. Superman, Superman is, is the yes. beacon of but hope. What I'm saying, I think they changed that after Green Lantern when they tried to make a yeah. lighter, harder movie, and it... it but the, because it, the thing is, they don't understand it bombed for other reasons yeah. for being yeah. slightly campy. It, there's a whole bunch of reasons why it failed. Same as why I'm worried now because if Deadpool did so well, they're going to go, well, obviously R rated, you know, swearing superheroes is what we yeah. need. Like, no. Well, I mean, like, Deadpool worked because it's Deadpool. Yeah. They've already announced that they are going that route for X Men. Uh, Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. Well, Wolverine swearing, I don't mind. That can work. And, also, and well, I want to see Wolverine killing people. He is a fucking murder machine. He has fucking knives that come out of his hands. How is he not murdering everyone he comes in with contact a lot of blood. with? There should be blood flying everywhere. There should be dismembered yeah. corpses but everywhere. It will be interesting because Jackman yeah. has said this, this, is, the is, the, this yeah. is the end. Yeah. I wonder what they're going to do because it's not like they can just drop him. He's the most loved character out of the well, entire X-Men series. Yeah. Mine is Colossus, but everyone seems to love uh, Wolverine. But... Uh, well, in the comics, right now, old the man character Logan. is absent. Right. No, Old Man Logan. No, they, they, Different they, character. They, they stopped Old Man Logan. They did? No, no. Oh, it's, no it's, is this still going? going? It's still going well, on, yeah. What happened was, like, they did a limited series, Old Man Logan, mm-hmm. of an of a old Wolverine in a post-apocalyptic type right, setting. Right, where Every it's, other hero But he gets dead. sent. Right. He, he, he comes into... And they did, the, the, they did the Secret no Wars in right. 2015... And Battleworld mashed together all these different realities, including his. And like a number of other characters, when they reset the universe, he came over to ours. So he is basically a time traveler, but his memories are a little fragmented because things from his past aren't necessarily the exact things that happened in the present-day Marvel Universe, but he's trying to prevent... The stuff he remembers right. from happening. So he's on. There is a solo series, and he's on one of the X Men teams. Okay. Yeah. But the thing is that Old Man Logan is not Wolverine. Right. No. He's definitely a different character. Yeah. Wolverine is dead, dead and gone. But so he can still come back. They, Although, how do they kill someone who? Well, remember I told you they, this is where they, they he he they lost. turned off his healing factor. Oh well, and it gets sillier than that. A virus from the microverse, uh, uh, sorry, a sentient virus from the microverse came in and attacked him and turned off his regenerative powers. Okay. And then he went hunting down to a person, some of the people responsible. And in the end, he got encased completely in liquid adamantium, and then when it hardened, he suffocated. How's that for a death for one of your most beloved characters? Okay. You kill him off by suffocating him. Well. Yeah. With yeah, the healing, with the healing factor up, that's one of the only ways you no, can kill him. No, but I mean, it, it's still a tacky way to kill yeah. him off. But anyway, so right now you've got Old Man Logan running around. Uh, I believe, for the time being, Sabretooth is actually acting on the side of the angels. Yeah, we've done that before. Yeah, and X twenty three has taken star. on her forebearer's costume and calls herself Wolverine. Yeah, she did the same thing in... Um, oh, wait, no, it wasn't her. It was um, his son. Dakin. Yeah, Dakin, who took yeah. over as yeah, the Wolverine who in... Yeah, pre-deceased him. 
Dawkins has been dead for a while. Has he? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, he basically didn't survive Dark Reign. No. But thing, you, you can't blame Hugh Jackman for. I mean, he's done. No, and he's, plus he's old. Well, that's a thing. Yeah, Jackman's so, in his fifties now. Well, he, and thing is, he he could do. They're not going to do Old Man Logan in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But even if they did, they could easily get someone else to take that role. No, well, they could yeah. still do. But I, I can't blame Jackman. Like, he's done. Like same as uh, you know, Tony Stark. I'm done. Yeah. You know, you, you know, it's like I I can only do so many of these before it wears you down. I mean, yeah. it's not the money. It's mm-hmm. just. Okay, I played this in every single Marvel movie, every X Men movie. I've been there. Yeah, you know, and doesn't matter which universe, which X Men universe or timeline, he's there. Yes, he's playing the same guy because exactly. he doesn't age. Right? Yeah. So neighbor, now that he's getting older, it's same as the problem with uh, Angel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, things like you know, Boreal yeah. is getting older. If, if you take a look at Boreanaz and Buffy season one right. and compare it to Angel season five, yeah. Yeah. Boreanaz looks a heck of a lot different. Well, that's what twelve years. Uh, oh no, no there, there's, some, there, case, there's some overlap. It's yeah, maybe ten. It's about eight. eight. Yeah, yeah. Because Angel season one coincided with Buffy season four. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, but again, he looks older. Right. It's like, well, you're a vampire is not supposed to age. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't quite work. Yeah, that, that's tough to do. Well, Paul, do you got anything else? Um, I think we've pretty much exhausted our conversation topics I, I for today. Nothing. nothing? Nothing. I got nothing. Right. Okay, well, then we'll, we'll say goodbye here. Thank you for joining us for this episode, and uh, we'll see you next time. Have a good one. Thank you. Cheers. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast. My name, as always, is Devram Tara. Oh, damn it. Okay, wrap's over. <laughs> Failure. <laughs> Just the outtakes. Yes. Yep. Okay. Definitely a problem opening a can of beer. Yeah, I couldn't get my finger out of the tap. <laughs> <laughs> Silencia. Sorry.